Gail and Matt here. Welcome to our podcast. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch us, search YouTube for Yale Matt Recap Stuff. Enjoy the show. She's a zombie. Just like the movie Cell that we watched Just today. like that. So you're watching Yale Matt recap stuff. And we're going to recap the movie Cell. Yeah, so it's based on a Stephen please. You're making me sick. It's based on a Stephen King novel. So, so we, wear, we wore our Stephen King shirts. Yeah, even though these are not the movie That's we're not talking the movie, about. But but, but isn't that cool? It looks like Mario 2. If you're watching the video, if you're yeah, listening, I'm wearing a if you're listening to us on iTunes, shirt. leave a review. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud, thank you. And special shout out to our SoundCloud and listeners. And he's wearing the uh, old one. Because they don't interrupt me while I thank them. <laughs> and yeah, we're going to try to do this shorter than normal. Because we got Life. a bunch of reviews to use, and people don't want to listen to for half an hour. Maybe they do. Well, this movie, like we the book, starts right away. I read the book. She did not. The movie came out in 2016. I thought it was much earlier, but... I don't remember this movie being out in theaters. I remember yeah, me too. being surprised that it existed when I found it. But I like the book, because it gets into the action right away. Now, the book begins on Boston Common, but the movie begins in Boston Airport, because <laughs> they don't call it Logan Airport. There's a couple of things. Uh, one little nitpicky thing that was annoying was the big box credits. It would have someone's name and then a bunch of extra space in black next to that. I just thought that was annoying. And then... Start. Stephen King co-wrote the script for this, which doesn't happen that often. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good. He also wrote, uh, wrote the screenplay for the TV version of The Shining, which I liked, but it, it has become the TV version kind of universally panned. Yeah, what is there's it? a TV movie miniseries of The Shining. Really? Yes. Let's watch it. Ah, okay. After Halloween, we don't have time now. Yeah. So. This movie stars John Cusack, Cusack mm -hmm. as Clay, and he's on the phone at the airport talking about a new job offer, walking around with sketchings for a comic book horror graphic novel he has. He's on the phone with his son who enters the car while he's talking to his wife in the back seat. And then Clay's phone dies, so he goes to try to plug it in at an airport, and wouldn't you guess, all the plugs are taken, everyone's got their phones on, so it's very 2016, everything's yeah. all plugged in, so he goes to a classic old-school payphone. Are those work still, or...? I mean, when, when there's a lot of payphones that don't work, but I've seen people using payphones. Really? Yeah. I, I remember that they are drug dealers. When I was like, not very young, because when I was young, I did use those payphones. But, but there's like after it came out of uh, uh, of fashion, 
So I remember that once in a while you're walking on the street and the phone is ringing. It's yeah. not like it was unfashionable. It's just people... Had, yeah, people got like iPhones and stuff that are more fashion. People did get but iPhones like right away. People had uh, people got other cell phones before thing. iPhones existed. Yeah, okay, but, but like they start, stopped using those like yeah. phones. Have you ever picked up a ringing cell phone? Yeah, probably. I don't yeah. remember what happened. It's probably was like, Huh? You called me? And I'm like, no. But every Good time they pass it, like, yeah, I don't know what they... But every time it, like, it's ringing, I'm like, maybe it's for me. Yeah, well, that does not not take the I don't take the chance. Alright, so what do you have so far? I like John Cusack. He's a good actor. I really liked him in the, four, the 1408 that you didn't watch. 1408. Yeah, that's the, about the hotel room. Yes. The Omni Parker Hotel in Boston, oldest hotel in the city, in the country as well. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, anything else yeah, you like, John Cusack? You hate when people are FaceTiming in public with no headphones. Oh my god, yes, that's terrible. So he was What's talking with his son. them talking on the phone and Because you hear, like, the whole conversation. It's like, it's... But you don't see the... Per it's weird. I would rather hear both sides of the conversation in public than one side. No, I'm not listening to the conversation. Also, but here's a suggestion. If so And this happened last night, but I didn't want to... Started into a fight with it. We're on the phone, or excuse me, we're on the subway, and someone was on the phone, and I got this idea to just take out the recorder on my phone and record what they're saying, and then just play it back. Next Ooh, to them. that's funny. <laughs> and I think that would be a good way to either passive aggressively get someone to stop talking oh on the gosh, phone. Oh my gosh, that was terrible. Or to uh, start fighting like, with the stranger. No, not a teenager, but an annoying girl. Like, oh my god. Oh, she was complaining that there are no tea accessible Christmas tree shops or Walgreens to buy fabric. <laughs> One time I was on the tea and there was a girl that kept talking like very loud and when I I went off I was so close to tell her like something about the conversation like okay tell him hi or something from all of us and I knew that if I'm gonna say that everyone is gonna like laugh but I have no idea I just yeah I was too like um, well, it kind of transitions to what the movie happens because his phone is dead. He's on the payphone that cuts out, and then he sees all of a sudden everybody who is on their phone start having seizures, and then violently fighting and killing each other. So that often happens when I see people on phones in public. Yeah, I want to violently fight and <laughs> hurt them, but not rip their voices out, voice boxes out, or eat a drug-sniffing dog at an airport. <laughs> like, one thing that happens. There's a guy that goes from having a shit, taking a shit, to uh, battering some person, and then uh, ooh, there's a little cameo from Trauma Films creator Lloyd Kaufman in the airport. Oh, and it's TSA that's eating the drug-sniffing dog in this. Basically, a whole bunch of shit happens. Things are getting crazy Chaos. at Boston Airport. Filmed yeah. in Atlanta, Georgia, by the way. <laughs> yeah, there's a... Yeah, then I, I wrote a weird sentence. I don't understand. That it. does not surprise me. I, I wrote, I love a lot of action right at the beginning. Yeah, well... Yeah, action started right away. Why drag things out? <laughs> it's a zombie movie triggered by cell phones. Yeah. And then a bunch of stuff goes down. So pretty much what we've established is that John Cusack will be the main character. 
he hasn't been home for a long time. He misses his his kid. It looks like him and his wife are split up, but maybe he's trying to make that work. That's a little ambiguous, but he wants to reconnect with them. She doesn't seem like she wants to, but she wants the kid to have a normal life. But he has to deal with all these zombies at the airport eating everybody, and a chef trying to stab him with a knife, which he stops with his graphic novel portfolio. And then a plane crashes into the airport, which I makes just, him have to GTFO. I just thought that we're having a flight next month. From should be Boston Airport. Yeah, we're going to go to Boston Airport. Yeah, take a flight, and hopefully phones are going to be We're going to take the Greater Boston Transit Authority there, <laughs> because they don't call it the Massachusetts Bay Transportation Authority. Although we meet a tea worker, and he has the tea badge on his arm, but they call it the Massachusetts, or the Greater Boston Transit Authority. And the airport has a stop on the red line, which Logan Airport does not. So there's our Bostonian nitpicking. Although she nitpicks, this doesn't look like Boston for like 15 minutes into the movie, and we almost had a fight. So We had. Yeah. Okay, passing him. Where I is won. that? Where I is said, that? Who cares? Where is that? Who cares? And it's not Watch in Boston, it. it's in it's Atlanta. It's a movie. They showed the Prudential Tower, the John Haycock in the background. Yeah, but the thing it's is that they're like one moment in the center of Boston, and then like a day later, they're like in Western Mass. There's hills near Boston still. Nah, okay. not like that. My last nitpick, we'll jump ahead, was there's a guy who they meet in the woods, and he's, he says, he introduces himself and another character as from being two towns, from being from two towns in Massachusetts, and he mispronounces them both. Uh, he says Haverhill is called Haverhill, and this one is more subtle, but he says Groveland is Groveland. Like what? That is a theme park. Those are two cities that it he said It sounds the same. Wrong. You said the same. Groveland. 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 If you, if you said you went to Disneyland. Groveland. Disneyland or Disneyland? Disneyland. Yeah, so it's the same thing, but reversed. What? I said it's the Groveland. same thing that you said. If I said Disneyland... Disneyland. If I, no, if I said Disneyland... Disneyland. If I said Disneyland, is that the same thing as saying Disneyland? Disneyland. Yeah, it sounds the same. No. Disneyland... Oh my god! Oh my god! Alright, so that's Cell. Please, thanks for watching. Watch us all. No, I had, I had something to say about Stephen King's father's character. All the fathers that he has in his books are like. Okay, this is not about Stephen Check King's it, father. It is. Not his father, but it came from somewhere. Alright, you gotta uh, put your apostrophe S's in different places there. <laughs> the Stephen King's father characters. The characters Father of characters, fathers. Not father's characters. Huh? Alright, go on, say it. So the the father that he has... There's no way like, we're doing this Check story. it! Alright. Like the... <laughs> this one is extra long today. Um, so the, fa the fathers that he has as characters all the time are like alcoholics and fucked up and they have like the worst life and they have like problems with like mental problems. What? I didn't say anything. I'm listening to you. They they are. They do like the even John Cusack in 1408. You know, like alcoholism problems and it was like. See, I don't remember exactly what happened, but something with his daughter and. Okay. Jack Nicholson. He was a good father. 
<laughs> character says that Jack Nicholson either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jack Nicholson would yeah. understand The Shining. Stephen uh, King didn't like that uh, adaptation, by the way. Anyway, okay, so whatever. Maybe Stephen King has some and family similar things about writing characters that are fathers in his books. But you know what's crazy? That Stephen King doesn't write books where families just get along yeah. and nothing happens. Because those would be boring. Sell, you know. <laughs> so they go yeah, but on It's the always run. like something with the father. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the no, mothers are always Not fine. always, but okay. They go out on... Uh, he goes to take the train. The train's not running. There's only a few people that weren't on their cell phones at the airport when the shit goes down. Or at least only people that... Three people that survived. And one of them is... Samuel L. Jackson, who's which he also was on fourteen oh eight, and it was like in the in the like a big thing that he was like on the movie, and I was waiting Don't to see him. Don't talk too much about the movie because I haven't seen. Okay, it. Okay, but the thing is that he's not a big character; it's like a a special guest on the movie or something. Okay, so he's a much larger but character in yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. Samuel L. Jackson's character's name is Tom, and then there's another guy. He's like a, an obnoxious little white guy who's a DJ. Hmm. I think his name is DJ Little or something. DJ Little Part. And they walk through the tunnel to get out, to get away from the zombies. And the DJ get gets hit in the face with an axe immediately. So they leave him behind. Ditch the zombies. Climb out of a grate in the subway, and he died like a moment after I said, "Like, oh, he's gonna die soon." Yeah, so you. It was like too like. Yeah. I'll just say that, like, show off, showing off. I was like, yeah, blah 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 blah. Oh, he's gonna die soon, and then the zombies came in. Yeah, so they climb out of the gate to a burning city. They go to Clay's very easily accessible house, that is conveniently located located near this grate. Clay uses Tom's phone to send his son a text, which is ridiculous. I, I would think that, I think that Cell was written when people were talking on the phones more. This is like kind of before the craze of texting and using the internet on your phone was popular. This was written as like a flip phone era book. But he tries to send his son a text, which if you see people turn into zombies when they use a phone... I would not try to text. But, <laughs> so the response is a bunch of all jumbled up words and letters that are not making any sense. So they stand, they stay in a Clay's apartment for a little while. Samuel L. Jackson recommends freezing his cell phone to preserve the battery, which I have never heard of. And then they begin drinking, which happens a lot in the movie. They just start boozing it up. Until a girl covered in blood named Alice comes in. Oh, I in. wrote it. Young kid will die first. That's the DJ. Yeah. Sorry. I know classic, you love classic. That, yeah, interrupt me to read something that you've we've already talked about. Yeah. Good job. Classic. People love that. So Alice comes in, panicking, holding a knife. Says she killed her mom. Shut the blinds. They offer she looks clothes like and a shower. Music a little bit. Yeah, I did not think no, that. They, they have the same, like, small mouth. <laughs> I don't know. So, they offer her clothes, takes a shower, she does, they continue drinking. She asks if they leave, can they go with them? The phone in the freezer rings. They don't answer it. Then they begin wandering through the zombie-filled streets. Alice observes that they're flocking like birds, which is something that they come to in the book about halfway through. Clay stresses about going to New Hampshire. He has to check on his 
son and his his wife and so they start sneaking through the streets two people on a Harley Davidson get swamped by the flock of zombies and then they're climbing through the hills outside of Boston in one of the only cityscape scenes you see and they see a house that has signs all over it protected by the National Armories Association instead of the National Rifle Association and that the house has guns so they break in try to get some guns they see two bodies in the basement and a cache of ammunition and then a kid on a swing with his back to him they think that might be like a traumatized kid whose parents just killed each other and then he comes at them he's a zombie they blow him away and then flocks of zombies come out of the woodwork and they keep running and shooting and going towards the water. Anything? No. And they hide underneath a boat for a bit and then they take the boat out across the lake. The zombies bunch together and then all leave as a group. I have something. Yes. I like that Stephen King's stories are... he doesn't have any mercy. Like a lot of like horror movies would try to... not try but a lot of times like they would try to make it like at least that one would survive. Stephen King usually does whatever he wants. He doesn't care about like people would be like, oh my god, that's nice that he left one survivor or something. So I, I like to watch his movies because I never like, you never know what to expect. Yeah, I can't get attached to. Yeah, don't get attached to his character. He'll like, break your heart. It happens yeah. a lot. And sometimes Stephen King books, they'll mention it pages before they die that the character you like is going to die. And so you're like, God damn it, now I know he's going to die, but I still have to read and find out why. Really? Yeah, it's happened what a, do you mean? it happens a lot. Like I just said. said Give like, me a... Blah, blah, blah. They'll say, that's the... He didn't know that was the last time he would ever say that. And then, you know... Really? Yes. I've never noticed it's that. It's happened in several books. I've read a lot of Stephen King books. I've I read, know, because read, you're read a geek you. and you read like 100 read, times faster than me. Yes, I do. I do. You can read a book. I'm really today. good. That's why I'm reading <laughs> my notes. I'm. And you're just getting to yours. <laughs> there are things that we talked about five minutes ago. So because they I just up, finished to read it. Yeah, they just they <laughs> they end up at a boys' school, like a private school. They read it. Young boys. It's the longest book I've ever read in my life. Yeah. I think it's like long as much as all the books that I've read in my life. It's long as much as all the books you've read in your life. Like all the books that I've ever read, that's the same amount of pages like this one. Yes. It's nearly the size of three books, you're right. No, it's like more. It's 1,500 right. pages. We're, we're, we're talking about cell. So they okay. end up at a boys' school. You're wearing it. <laughs> after observing that the zombies all go away at sundown. And there's a little kid, little kiss-ass little kid, and the headmaster. And they kind of say that they've got things figured out. And all are welcome there. And then there's a football field full of passed out people. Music is playing from their mouths. I love that song. And then the headmaster and the scholarship boy. That's the song that they're playing. They immediately talk about how the zombies are like hard drives and how they're rebooting at night. And then Clay and Tom start drinking again because they got a lot of booze at the old headmaster's place. And then they drunk drive a gas truck, which is for some reason at this 
home for boys and drive it all over the people, spewing <laughs> gas all over them. What is that? Like, what, what is the use of that truck usually? Maybe it comes to, like, fill up a bus so they could go on field trips. It's not really an yeah, explanation like why they have a gas truck. Yeah, like, two sides of, like... That shoots gas Yeah, it was, it was kind of like a weird truck. When I saw that, I was like, is that... There's no way that it's gas. I'm like... Yeah, it's, uh, you make a good point, because I've seen large gas trucks, and they don't, um, they have hoses. That yeah, they're not just, gas. like, throwing gas. They're just shooting out yeah. the bottom. Yeah, yeah like, from, like, water trucks, that like, cleaning the street. Yeah, like street cleaning trucks, yeah. Yeah, but with gas instead. Yeah. So, they did that. They drive around, smashing people, spraying gas all over them, as Alice and the kid load guns and talk about first-person shooter games. And, and then time flies, and then they and fire. And of course, in the background, we can hear... And then they take a bow and arrow with a flaming tennis ball, and they shoot it across the field, which starts to burn all the bodies, but of course, there's a trail of gas that goes back to the nearby parked gas truck, and it They explodes. were drunk. They didn't think about it. Yeah, and it sends debris into the headmaster's chest. He was the guy that shot the bow and arrow, by the way. And then they hear flock noises that sound angry, and then they all leave. They find a drive-in movie theater that's closed for the season, and they sleep in it while Tom recites apocalyptic poetry. <laughs> then they all have nightmares. They all have the same dream about a guy in a hoodie, and which we learned about in the, the last episode. Uh, people have a similar dream sometimes, but usually the guy's wearing a hat, not a hoodie. So this guy, they're all different variations of their greatest fears. He has a hoodie, not a hat. I know. He said he has a hat, not a hoodie. Okay. So they leave, and they, they leave the drive-in and they see a smoldering pile of phones. Clay had uh, drawn the red hoodie guy in his comic book before, which is like a weird connection that doesn't. Yeah, really but before that, they were out. talking about a, a face. Oh, it was that one. They said that he painted that face of that guy before, and Samuel L. Jackson noticed the picture of him, like the painting of him. Yeah, when they were. Because all of his house is covered with his artwork for the comic yeah. book. And then they see all these graffiti signs that say. No foe cash walk, and that's a classic Stephen King gibberish thing. Oh, you know, I thought that it looks a little bit like a Shawshank. What did the question? Koshwak looks like yeah. Shawshank. Yeah. Okay. So they they go to they find themselves at a an English bar or an English themed bar. Maybe the bartender is just British. There's two patrons, or like an older couple and a barmaid or a barfly lady drinking there, who are very welcoming, and they stay, they explain to them that no foe cash walk is a place in Maine where there's no reception, and everyone's going there because it's safe. And of course, for the third time in the movie, they all get drunk. <laughs> Alice gets real personal, talks about, uh, Clay, you're going to find your family, and she always wanted a family like that, and... And he's drawing her checkbooks. How old is she? I don't know. Less than 21, that's for sure. I don't know about that. Yeah. She's, she's probably over 21. No, and, and they talk about how he 
he regretted leaving his family to do this work. You think that they're going to kiss or they're going to do something. But then the barfly lady wakes up in the middle of the night and they're sleeping in separate booths so nothing, no funny business happened. And the barfly lady wakes up, unlocks the door, and then uh, Clay wakes up and there's zombies behind him and her jaw is open and now she's broadcasting. <laughs> So she got them, you know, maybe the hoodie guy got to her I was dream. wondering, yeah, I was wondering what, like, because usually if one of them would see a zombie, the zombie would kill them. She wasn't dead. She was well, a zombie. Well, she, the zombie, I don't know, like the zombie maybe, I don't know, it didn't explain it. Yeah, I know. I don't know if they explained that in the movie. I read the, the book, uh, the rather, I, I haven't read the book for a while, but I really enjoyed it. It's a fast read. I read it on paperback yeah because it's a short light book for him seven million pages so they um everyone dies that they just meet in the bar the bartender dies uh the lady that let the zombies in cracks alice in the head with a bat she has a bad head wound they take care of her take her out of there and she starts mumbling stuff and dies in the woods so they bury her there and then the red hoodie guy looks on into the distance. The remaining three, uh, two guys and a little dude, they move on to a campsite. That's where they meet the man that will eventually mispronounce Haverhill and Groveland. <laughs> and, and he says, the president of the internet said you'd be coming. Apparently that's the name that's been given to the guy with the red hood. The president of the internet. Which I thought was pretty good. So it's kind of similar to The Stands, which I is one of two Stephen King books that I never finished, where they have dreams of the the man in black and Randall Flagg. But this is a more modern take on that. It's a dude with a red hoodie, a millennial Randall Flagg. <laughs> so Ray and the girl ride around in an ice cream truck. Ray thinks he's got it all figured it out, figured out because. He just doesn't sleep. Then you won't have dreams. I have a hard time on trusting people with a mustache. Well, yeah, especially people mustache. on a mustache that you meet in the woods who live in an ice cream truck and haven't slept in six days. I would yeah, not trust also, like, him. Also, don't, don't keep the mustache. It looks weird. All right. Don't keep the mustache. On. Like, don't, I won't. like, if you're shaving. Like, okay. So they... Don't surprise me. Huh? Hello. <laughs> yeah, Ray thinks that they're trying to control their dreams. Her son is blindfolded and bound because he's a phone zombie and he they refer to him as their security system because he'll start broadcasting when he knows that the flock is near but they blindfold him because they think that if one of them can see him then they all know where to go and that's kind of the same conclusion that Tom and Clay and Alice got when they saw the kid on the swing set when they went to the house with all the guns before so now Johnny, that's the kid's name, he starts transmitting Clay's son's voice from like their last phone call. And so Clay gets real mad and he, he hits him in the head, or he takes off his head. Tom shoots him, so they all leave in the truck. Ray stops the truck, abruptly walks into the woods. Clay follows him to rant about what's going on, passes the... Uh, Passes the torch onto Clay. He tells him, hey, listen, if the end of the world happens, take this flip phone with this phone number on it and call it. 
And then... Allahu Akbar. <laughs> he had... Blows he himself had, up. How do you say that? Explo explosive? Expl yeah, he was... Explosive belt. He has an explosive belt. Belt, yeah. Not a vest. A belt. A belt. He's an American. No, that that's a vest. No, we said belt. Chagorat Nefetz. Yeah, it's a belt. So Clay eventually finds his way to New Hampshire, and he goes to his wife and son's house. They're not there. And then he sees a note in alphabetic magnets on the fridge. It says, Mom is one of them. Went to Kashwak. Please go if you can. So he goes upstairs, and he sees that the man in the hoodie is there. He fights with him. Tom comes in to help, and they kill him. And then they see... The wife. The he wife. just killed his wife. Killed his wife. So Clay takes the ice cream truck, which is, by the way, filled with plastic explosives that they now notice, and tells him he's going to Cashwack to find his son, and he gives Tom and the kid the keys to his recently murdered wife's minivan, and uh, drives past some hitchhikers, as he makes his way to Cashwack, all these people are hitchhiking to try to get there, even though it's not that much further of a drive <laughs> where he goes. It's a nice, very scenic lake view. Birds are still alive. We still hear them from time to time. And dogs. A lot of dogs all along the yeah. throughout the movie. And then we see thousands of phoners ambling around an antenna in circles. And the red hoodie man is in the middle. And he and so Clay drives into him, shoots him five times. Then Johnny, his son's voice, echoes around him. Ominous noise grows as he fights through the crowd. And then he sees that it's hopeless, so he goes to make the call. And when he makes the call, he sees Johnny there. And then Johnny's mouth opens to broadcast. Dad makes the call big explosion and then the next the, thing you know the ice cream truck yeah and then the next thing you know dad and Johnny are walking down train tracks looking at spray painted trees which is the mark of Tom and the kid to show them where they went to and they're talking like father and son reconnected and he explains him like where they're going and the kid doesn't never heard about Canada apparently <laughs> it was a very funny a lot of chi American children don't know much about Canada yeah but the, the, don't they know that it exists I knew that it exists it, it exists exists yeah in Hebrew would you say Canada Canada exists in Hebrew yeah 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 but as a kid you learn about like yeah. You don't learn about Canada. Well, it depends. You know, if, you're, if your city doesn't have a hockey team, then you might learn about Canada Especially later. Especially when you live in New England and it's not that far. And you're yeah. like, yeah, over there, okay. if you're going to go all the way, Bob. Oh, I mean, he lived in New Hampshire, so, he, you know. So you he never heard seen, about Canada. He wasn't seeing the Boston Bruins play the Toronto Blue uh, Toronto Maple Leafs or the Boston Red Sox. Play Even I Toronto watched Blue them. Jays. Well, it didn't happen. And then it turns out this was all the fake thing anyway. Because father and son have actually become zombies. They're circling around the thing where there's no explosion. Or maybe there's a phoner zombie after afterworld where it didn't explode. Because things get le left like that. And it's bleak. 
Yeah, so uh, I felt that all the movie is a criticism on the phone's generation that inside inside of it it's like good life uh, you have everything, you don't need to go outside but outside you look like a zombie so that's like the inside it's the, like them walking to Canada in beautiful weather of course not in the winter time so they can walk yeah and well, what did you think of it? did you think it... I like the idea of the story, I like the I hate all the, the phones generation thing. I feel that I spend too much time on that stupid like machine. I feel that I look like a zombie from the outside sometimes. Like, mm. And I'm like, it's hard to stop. So yeah, I feel like... So get on your phones and like us on Instagram. Yes, on Twitter. or Twitter. Yell <laughs> Matt Recap. YouTube, subscribe. Wait, I got like fun uh, uh, facts. It better be fun. Yeah. Uh, Jordan was Patrick Huck's uh, daughter in It. Jordan was the little kid from the... Yeah, the kid, yeah. It was one of the bullies. Um, the picture that is on his son's wall in the room was... It's a it's a boat in stormy water, and that was the picture that was in his hotel room in 1408, which is cool. We're gonna watch that movie not for the recap because it, I watched it already, so yeah. we cannot re maybe you can recap it like, right. for fun. But. I would like to watch it anymore. Yeah, it's a really good. I really liked it. I think I watched it what? No, I watched it once in the cinema for sure, and then. Um, Reader complains on the book's ending, so Stephen King came up with a new ending for the movie. Yeah, what, what well, that's happened a few times in Stephen King books or stories. And people complain, it just killed everyone. <laughs> no, nah, well, they, I mean, it's not always, I mean, first of all, Stephen King doesn't always have a hand in writing the script, but there's a movie that was based on one of his short stories called The Mist, and the ending is different in the movie, and Stephen King really likes the, the way the movie ended. Didn't mm. say that he didn't like the way that his own book ended, but he likes the, the way that they Or he usually it. likes the, the things that people like. I, I heard his reaction on Eat, he loved it. Okay, but I think saying usually is wrong, because really? there's been a lot of terrible shit Stephen King movies in the 80s oh, and yeah. 90s. And that he just sells the rights and like doesn't care. He hated The Shining. And, really? Yeah. And he had his name taken off the sequel to Pet Cemetery because he didn't have anything. He was to say. in the movie. Oh, the second one. The sequel. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the it's second crazy. one wasn't good. Yeah. I watched. All right. If one more fun uh, fact. I think so. Uh, oh yeah. So the flight to Manchester, New Hampshire, was. Uh, Changed that that's what, like something that like you can hear in the first scene. So it says uh, the flight to Manchester just changed instead of that gate. It's gonna go to gate A6, which is the virus in the stand. Okay. I didn't read the stand, but it's a little. Oh, that's actually you should read because that's his longest book. What? The stand. Yeah. I see. Oh, that's the longest? No. Yeah. No, it's shorter than it. I don't I think I, so. I, it's not. We have that. We're gonna look. It's not. I'm gonna check it out. Uh, and then they also say flight 1408 to LA. So mm. it's another reference to the 1408. 
Uh, and, there were, and all of the planes have Langoliers on them. I still didn't finish that book. Uh, I'm reading it for two years. It's not a book. It's a short story. It's not a short story. 300 it's pages. It's a shorter than a book story. It's 300 pages. There's for me, that's not short. Four. There's three other stories besides the Langoliers in the one book. I know, so which uh, there might be short. This one is not short. Yeah. And also, I don't know. It's All right. We're going to stop and she's going to read. And the then stand and then we're going to keep recap the rest next recap. year. <laughs> keep recapping. Thanks recap. for watching. Thanks for watching. Thanks Subscribe, for putting like. Up, putting up with this bullshit. <laughs> next week is coming. So if you have any suggestions, we're still in the beginning of this week. So Next week yeah. is coming, but it never arrives. If you have any suggestions, we still didn't finish the list, so... We've got a couple suggestions so far, so thank you for those. Yeah. Keep coming, and we'll see you next time. See you tomorrow. Oh.